Hello, this is Ada Piedarico, and you're listening to Journey Within, Insights on the Soul's Path, an audio archive of blog posts, personal insights, and conversations about the path to self-mastery and fulfillment. I hope you'll enjoy the content, and more importantly, that it'll spark the self-inquiry, contemplation, and reflection that forms the path for the journey within. Thanks for being here, for opening your mind, your heart, and your soul. I have just completed two weeks of an advanced 300-hour yoga psychology training that I'm in. I did the first two weeks in May and two weeks right now. The last two weeks will be in November. So for the past couple of weeks, I've been deeply, deeply immersed in this training day and night. Uh, not only in the setting of the studio where it takes place with, there must have been around like 30 of us, um, but also taking all of this home and integrating it. And uh, admittedly, I was not able to publish this podcast when I was supposed to, which was actually last Tuesday. Um, This episode is being recorded and will be published today, which is Sunday, September 23rd. And It was really hard for me to not stick to the schedule that I had set out. So I've been publishing every 11 days. I decided that was the schedule I was going to use and it's in my calendar. And I had this great idea and I thought I was going to interview a few of the other students because they're such amazing women. They're mainly women. Uh, They're either psychotherapists, therapists, uh, yoga teachers. Some of them work in trauma. I mean, just incredible, incredible women. And yeah, I thought, oh, how lovely I can, we can do like an interview um, in person. And it just didn't work out the way I had envisioned A, because it was too loud to do it where we wanted to do it. And B, honestly, none of us had the energy and the right mind to be able to give the best of ourselves. Um, One of the women who will be on the show, her name's Ruth. And she said, you know, I just don't have the wise mind that I would like to bring, uh, bring all of myself. And I so appreciated that. And I really, I really had to watch myself. So I'm constantly watching myself. I'm constantly watching how my ego and my mind and my thoughts um, roam around and search and seek and um, do their thing. And I was really watching how attached I was to the schedule. Like I was super attached and I thought it would be all the bad things if I didn't publish on that day that I said I would publish. But honestly, I just didn't have it in me to be able to do it and nobody else did. And it was a big shift for me. It was a big healing moment actually to let it be okay that I wasn't going to be able to stick to the schedule. And in a way, this is part of a paradigm where we might say, I just can't bring the best of myself to something. And so rather than doing it half-heartedly or scrambling, I made a decision to not do it. And then I had to be okay with that. I really had to come to terms with my attachment to it, all the the stories that I might've been telling myself about what it meant if I didn't do it. 
and really just that kind of level of a, of awareness. And I mean, it wasn't that bad. My, my OCD-ness loves the, the set schedules. I, that's where my mind gets really linear. It likes things on time, but it's not the end of the world. And here I am today doing this one instead or later, and maybe nobody minds that it didn't come out exactly on time. I mean, I hope you don't mind. So that's what I've been up to for the past couple of weeks. And I will be integrating all of this knowledge and all this learning and the work that we did for quite a while. Um, it was it was incredible work, and this is this is part of this ongoing journey that I'm on to really deconstruct myself, to really understand, you know, where my ego ends and where I begin. I mean, that's that's really the heart of it. It's also the heart of the book that I'm writing, you know, digging my soul out from under my ego, digging your soul out from under your ego. This is really this journey that I've been on, um, especially for the past year of really coming to terms with who I am and my identity. It's really been a year of understanding identity and what that means to me and how the acceptable identity. So I call the ego, the acceptable identity, and I'm writing about this in the book and maybe I'll share a chapter on the blog about this. So to me, the ego is the acceptable identity. It's who we are okay to be, who we show up as in front of whomever we're with. And I mean, there's one overarching acceptable identity that is this who I am. And then in different situations, different scenarios, we might have different variations of the acceptable identity. It's the masks that the ego uses. And I've really been coming to terms with this acceptable identity that I am, um, how it really runs our lives. And especially for me, like how it also stops me from potentially doing things, exploring things that I actually really like. Like I love astrology. I love um, evolutionary astrology, archetypal astrology, uh, the 5D astrology. Like I absolutely adore everything that's related to mythopoetry and archetypes. And finding that within astrology has really given me so much context about my life, about these larger patterns in my life. And I've been learning also a lot through the work of Caroline Mace. I went to her workshop in San Diego, a medical intuition workshop, and I'm taking her online course of medical intuition. And she talks a lot about these archetypes and you see similar archetypes in astrology. And so I've really been watching myself go through how I feel about that, how I feel about like, quote unquote, admitting that I'm a total geek when it comes to astrology. And why is that weird for me? Because maybe there's stigma around it. I don't know. At the same time, you know, there's a burst, like there's just so much interest nowadays in astrology and even in divination. Um, so divination being like tarot cards and I've taken courses in that because that for me is a really interesting way of working with my subconscious mind or my higher mind. Um, so it's really watching how I negotiate with myself also, like am I negotiating with myself around, you know, saying that I like this saying that I do this, like I've been incorporating it into the podcasts and it comes naturally for me to talk about because I find it really easy to place 
things that may be going on in this larger context. So, you know, there it is. I, but I love astrology. I love divination. I have all my cards, I have all my stuff. Um, and you know, that's not easy for me actually to even say those words right now. It's not really easy because what will some people think? That's always the thing. Like there's still this huge, humongous element of seeking of external validation or checking, you know, the acceptable identity, checking up against, um, its own parameters. And so that, you know, it's not easy and come what may, um, I said it and I'm not going to delete it off of the episode. Um, and I know a lot of people have also given me tons of positive feedback. Like you love it. Like you love that I can frame some of these things within the larger context of astrology. Um, and I will, you know, I'll continue to, to do that. But the point really is where in your life also, are you not even willing with yourself to be so open and accepting of what the acceptable identity, what the ego doesn't think is okay. Just in case somebody finds out, right? Like what are you really interested in that you might not want to um, like say that you're interested in? I mean, really that's kind of what it comes down to. And um, the, all of this, falls under the realm of the shadow and psychology. And so this is another piece of my personal interest and passion is psychology and especially depth psychology, which is like the, the Carl Jung's work. And so his work with archetypes as well. So there's this larger pattern for me. Like I see patterns. This is how I understand things. And so anything that can give me patterns, I'm really drawn to. Um, but here's the thing I'm more willing to say, oh, I have this interest in psychology, which I always have. Um, you, even as far back as college, I wrote a dissertation on emotional intelligence when that was first coming out. So I've always had this interest in psychology and especially lately like neuroscience. And that's part of why I'm taking this training. So why is it more okay for me to talk about that than it is to talk about astrology? because of the perception at large or a perception that I'm still carrying that it's okay to talk about an interest in psychology and personal development from a scientific viewpoint as opposed to an esoteric or a spiritual one, right? But that's in my head. And that's something that I'm working through, working, working, working. Like, what am I saying to myself? What's the story? What's the narrative? What's the inner critic? talking about? What's it telling me? Um, how's it trying to hold me back from, from what, from rejection, from potential humiliation, from abandonment, like big wounds. These are soul wounds. Um, this is what's going on. And it's like this constant, it's constantly in our heads. Um, paying attention to it is really the work. And that's really the work that I'm doing on myself all the time. This is my journey that I'm sharing with everyone um, on the blog and the podcast and, and how I show up in the world really. So that, um, so this has been my past two weeks in 
modules three and four, um, which are modules about meditation and mindfulness and the neuroscience around it. So, you know, my geeky science brain's like super excited to get all this information. And then module five was the science of sound and uh, bhakti, which is a form of yoga. It's devotional yoga. Um, some of you might know it as the, the yoga where um, I mean, the best way for me to describe it is um, where you go sing kirtan. Like that's to me what I first experienced bhakti as. Like it's like the call and response kirtan. Um, and especially the second week was a bit triggering for me because I have um, kind of emotional trauma from childhood and, and my teen years where people uh, would say, don't sing, you're a bad singer. And so for me singing, um, especially if not in a group, uh, is definitely not okay. I'm, I'm fine speaking. Obviously, I'm going to do this too. Um, but but singing is just like, no. <laughs> it's just like, no, I do not sing. Um, and sometimes, you know, I don't even sing to myself because of, of that stigma around like, well, you sound bad. You don't know how to hold a tune. Um, so I really had to work on that. And maybe I'll talk a little bit more next time about um, what I learned about myself and some of the breakthroughs that I made this week, because I'm still working through it experientially. And um, if it's of interest, I'll continue to share what I'm learning in, you know, all these, um, these courses that I'm taking, like the yoga psychology or uh, medical intuition and, and some of the others, these interests, these passions that I'm allowing to bloom and blossom. I'm allowing them to come into form through my ego. So um, I can do that definitely if, if, um, if people are interested. And, um, you know, just to, just to give you like a bit of a sense of this for those that do meditate, I have um, a, a pretty dedicated practice. It's taken me a few years to uh, get to the point where it is a daily practice where I get up quite early in the morning and I have anywhere between like one and, and two hours where I meditate and I do breathing practices, which is, which are called pranayama. Uh, and, um, I've added in, in the mornings, like an extra hour or so of, uh, writing. So I'll write my book after my meditation practice. Cause I'm in a really good space mentally, and I did want to offer a really nice quote that comes out of this program, which, by the way, this is a program run by uh, my teacher, Ashley Turner, um, who I absolutely love. And uh, she's got this great quote in here from John Kabat-Zinn of what is mindfulness. And I love this because I even remember as far back as 2013 when I was doing a lot of consulting with um, artists. I was still working with Camila, my sister, and I was doing uh, creative consulting for you know, directors and different kinds of artists and creators. And um, I had this hashtag called mindful marketing because even back then in my mind, I was thinking, you know, we're trying to do marketing by the book, like tick off all the boxes, but not really putting our full attention into making it really work. And the only way you can make it work is if you've got some heart and soul into it or millions upon millions and millions of dollars and you can run campaigns and play the numbers game. Um, but most of us don't. So, you know, we need to be doing things with intention and mindfulness has been a part of my life for a really long time. 
And the way Ashley describes it is mindfulness is a type of meditation where the object of attention is the experience of the present moment. So being present and where that experience is simply observed um, without trying to resist, grasp, analyze, or alter it in any way. And she's got this quote by John Kabat-Zinn, which I love, which is mindfulness means paying attention in a particular way on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally. So that's really interesting, right? Like not, especially to me, the non-judgmentally part, because we're always caught in judgment and judgment even being like, oh, I should have done it this way. It should be that way. Like this is good. This is bad. Like always offering some kind of mental alternative or a mental label or category. So being mindful means being present without judgment, without really without judging anything that's going on, just observing and observing being the basis of meditation as well, like stillness and observing thoughts, but letting them go by observing your breathing um, you, that's, that's what all this is without necessarily thinking about it. Um, so that I thought, I just thought that was a really nice quote, uh, about mindfulness and practicing mindfulness, which is, you know, part of, um, it's hard to do, you know, it's actually really hard to, to practice mindfulness without the mind, um, it's funny, those two words, you know, mindfulness and then the mind, because you're trying to actually not use the mind. You're truly trying to get that little sucker out of the way so that your, your awareness, your consciousness can, can come through. So as I've come out of the training and along with the astrology that, that I talked about because coming out of the training on Friday being our last day, but this weekend yesterday was the autumn equinox. And for those who know what the autumn equinox is, um, it's actually part of like, like the Celtic tradition of, and not even just Celtic, that's totally wrong. Um, it's native, it's Celtic, it's ancient, it's earth-based. It's the autumn equinox. It is the day and technically, um, where there's equal light and dark. So yesterday, September 22nd was the equinox. It was equal light and dark in the Northern hemisphere. We start moving into the fall in the Southern hemisphere. They start moving into the spring and from, uh, from the perspective of, aligning our lives a little bit more to the cycles, like cycles of the season to really recognizing what's going on with our lives. The autumn equinox being equal day and night, equal light and dark. It's a time of balance. And for those of us in the Northern hemisphere, we're looking at celebrating um, with the harvest. So what are we harvesting um, from this past cycle. So this past cycle having been from spring equinox in March, March 20th until now, and using this time, like using the next few days to really reflect on what is being brought to completion from the past six months. Like what, what bloomed and blossomed in March in your life 
And what are you able to look back on now and say with gratitude, right? What am I harvesting from the last six months? What am I looking back on and saying, you know, this worked, like this crop worked and this one didn't. And really taking stock because as the days start to get shorter and the nights get longer, um, we are, we're starting to go inward. Like we start to turn inward, our energies turn inward and it becomes a time of deeper self-reflection. So this weekend is a really great time to think through what the past six months have held for you. And I would offer to, to be thinking about that from what lessons, what situations, what people, what events have offered, um, a truth about who we are, uh, a truth around your identity, a truth around your ego, a truth around a mental construct, perhaps, and which which parts of yourself have really come through, have come forward, and which parts are ready to really be fully released, because that's also part of the light and the dark. So we're going to be releasing and completing and thinking about that and using those pieces that are ready to be released metaphorically to bury them. And they become fertilizer, right? If we're releasing and completing, it's like a death cycle of sorts, but death is not final, especially not metaphorically. There's always a rebirth. So turning that which is completed into fertilizer and soil where you're planting new seeds. So what do we want in this spirit of balance? What do we want to be planting for the next six months that will be blooming and blossoming in March? And off the offering for that, the way that I'm thinking about it is what do I want from the perspective of identity? What do I want to plant so that when the spring comes, when we get that burst of energy for the spring that pushes us forward again through the summer, what in my identity do I want to grow and bloom so that I feel more empowered? And that is, that's the offering there that, um, that I'm really thinking about right now. And, you know, for me, and I talked about it at the beginning, it's, you know, as I let go of patterns that have had me holding on to things I no longer wanted, um, I need to make choices that require some courage and require a lot of commitment to what is it that I want to connect to now that I have a passion for. So in a way, making this statement today saying, you know, I have a passion for astrology and I have a deep passion for um, the archetypes and archetypal patterns. And I have a deep passion for psychology and um, I'm really growing so much knowledge and, and truly passion also for the science behind yoga and yoga as a science, not yoga as in the postures of yoga. I mean, that's something completely different. That's what I've been learning um, is, and that's a whole other topic is my entrance into yoga and how that's changed my life. But 
um, physically, but how it took me on a very deep personal journey. And I entered that journey through physical postures, but, you know, it's coming all full circle now with really learning about the science and the philosophy of yoga, which is phenomenal. Um, it's really been opening my mind and my soul. So that's, you know, um, to go back to it, we're trying to use this time right now, like using the equinox, um, even to do a little ritual and that ritual just being a level of mindfulness of attentiveness of intention around sitting down and reviewing the past six months and also forward looking around what we want to plan, what we want to make happen from a business perspective. You know, we're looking at the last quarter of the year, right? What is the last quarter of the year looking like? Like, what goals do we want to accomplish by the end of the year? What do we want to start thinking about that we want to be launching next year? Um, you know, it's all relatable. It's all the same thing. You're just languaging it slightly differently from a personal perspective and from the perspective of how you show up in the world. So, you know, we're winding down the year. So how do you want to wind down the year? And how do you want to start preparing mentally, personally, energetically for what's to come uh, because things are going to start slowing down. Like we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving um, up in, up in Canada in a couple weeks. And then we we'll celebrating Thanksgiving here in the U S in, um, in late November. And for those who may not know, the reason I bring up Canada is I'm from Canada. <laughs> so um, I celebrate, you know, I call my family up in Canada and, um, wish him happy Thanksgiving in, uh, October. It's in, it's like the second weekend of October. And then, um, here in the U S in November. And this year I'm going to be in Bali doing my women's retreat, which is going to be amazing for those who want to come. We still have a few spots open. So that's going to be Thanksgiving this year. I can't wait. Um, so, you know, so there's things that are like winding down and like, and I'm really going through this weekend and I really offer that to everyone. What, what and where also can you bring balance into your life right now? Um, how can you balance maybe qualities of the the masculine like drive and and force and getting things done and accomplishing with qualities of the feminine, which are um, receiving, slowing down a little. Um, that's the energy of the night and the day of the the spring and the fall. Um, the, those are the energies that we're working with right now. And you know, speaking of the masculine, I'll touch on this uh, really quickly. It's tomorrow, Monday, September 24th is the full moon in Aries. And Aries is probably the most masculine sign uh, ruled by Mars, um, known as the god of war. Um, like a warrior god, I prefer to think of the warrior, I think I talked about this last time, as somebody who takes right action, not warrior as in a fighter. I think that's a really old and outdated way of thinking about a warrior. Warrior's not a fighter. So anyway, Aries tomorrow is, uh, that's our full moon. It's in Aries. So there's going to be as with all full moons, I mean, they're, they're intense. I mean, full moon is, again, it's about releasing your complete with something. Um, full moons amplify emotions. So if you think about Aries and you think about Mars, um, 
there's this amplification of emotion. So tomorrow we might be a little bit hot headed. So just being aware of that within ourselves and, uh, you know, taking a couple breaths before we might want to chop somebody's head off, um, or, or just get angry, you know, but using tomorrow, using these few days right now with this energy that we have to, to release. Um, so there's all this theme about releasing, but also not just releasing, but really using the release as fodder, um, as, as fuel for, for moving forward to, to start to go deeper within ourselves. Here's the last thing that I wanted to say, and it's all in this theme of the full moon and Aries and Mars. If you've been feeling energetically thrown off balance, it's because there's a, a lot of solar flares right now. And I was reading this article about it, and it might have been sensationalist, but still, solar flares are a real thing and they affect us. I mean, these flares are intense and they, they come closer to the earth and the sensationalism about this article was saying something about if a solar flare hit the earth, but regardless, because we're energetic beings, I mean, we are made of energy. Like science is proving this. We are energetic. So anything that is energetic, which is everything affects us. So think about a solar flare, um, Imagine that in your mind's eye. What does that mean? Uh, what does that look like? It's intense. It's hot. Um, and these things are being thrown at us right now. Like the sun is having these flares. They're coming at us. So if you've been feeling particularly like in, intense and you don't know why, um, like frazzled, you know, like you got hit by something, like your hair's on fire. That could also be these, this energy that's coming in from the solar flares. And we're really feeling it. I, I really feel like as humanity right now, we're, we're a lot more in tune with our energetic nature, um, or a lot more people are becoming more aware. And so we're way more sensitive than we ever realized. And the more we open up, to our energetic nature, um, the more sensitive we become because we're just so becoming in tune with our intuition, with our energy. So these, these solar flares are happening. There's a lot of energy moving around. So if you're feeling it, um, and I know a lot of us were feeling it in, in teacher training and, um, also people that I know outside of teacher training, but that that's also part of it. So, um, Give yourself a break if you're feeling that, like if you get really intense around releasing or if you're feeling this intensity of this full moon, especially coming tomorrow, the 24th or even the, the days after, just know that that's, that could also be what's going on. So, you know, take it easy on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't push yourself too hard, even though there's a part of you that wants to push. Um, Aries likes to push. Um it's not always necessary. It's actually really nice to take a more balanced approach, like using the energy of September, using the energy of Libra to feel and be more balanced within ourselves so that when we get these solar flares, like even these internal solar flares, um, we can direct them and they don't just take us over. We harness them because that's the beauty of energy is that if you harness it, you can do something with it. And the mind is the same way. So that's what I've got for uh, for this week. And 
Apologies that this did not go out on the 11th day after the last episode. I am attempting to, I will do my best to be on track for the next episode, which is slated for the 30th, so about a week from now. Um, And as usual, um, I love the comments. I love the input. I love to know how um, this resonates, how this lands with you, kind of what your experiences have been. And for those that are really working a lot around um, identity and ego and mastering the mind, which is really what I'm attempting to do and what I, I really believe is is the key to to creating the life that we want and having this self-empowerment and this self-mastery. We have to master the mind. It's our most powerful ally. And it's also the one that we tend to not harness enough. Like we, like what if we could harness solar flares? You can imagine that our mind is like that. What if we could harness that type of power for ourselves to create the life we want? So I will leave it at that. It's been a pleasure and an honor to share this time and this space with you. You can find me on atapietarico.com and on Instagram. Please send me any comments, questions, or stories you wish to share. And if you feel called, please share this with others who are also on their inner journey. When we share our stories with each other, we arrive at our destinations of happiness, fulfillment, and contentment much faster. Until next time. This is Adapia Dorico wishing you a beautiful journey within.